When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're coming from everywhere to see this year's most extraordinary motion picture come to life at Disneyland. The Lion King. Now for Christmas, get a free Lion King poster with all your favorite characters. The Lion King Celebration, now at Disneyland. From the ashes of the Walt Disney Company's glowing public reputation, I'm keeping it. (laughs) Roar! Is that a lion? Roar! Roar. I'm a lion, not a stutter. Screaming the Walt. There we go. Uh, (laughs) I'm Dan. Hello. And over there is, uh, that's Audrey. Hi, I'm Audrey. That's true. It'll hold up in a court. And this is Jimmy. Hello. Welcome. Roar. <laughs> Roar. Roar. Big cat meow. Yeah. 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 Lion King one and a half. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also known as IMDb, Lion King 3. What? IMDb calls it Lion King 3. You cannot oh find one God. and a half on IMDb. It's Lion King 3, which it technically is. Well, and according to our graphic for this show, it's Lion Movie 2, because it's the sequel. It's the Is second. it T-O-O? <laughs> no. <laughs> because Lion Movie was, it's a girl now. Right. And this is Lion Movie 2. It's a boy again. This time. You guys know I can't count past two. Uh, just wait for the Tinkerbell series. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were going to have a guest on today and we mm-hmm. did not, but we thought about, we had the idea if we have a guest rather than forcing them to watch these terrible movies that they can bring their own terrible movie and not in a, how did this get made sort of way, but rather, you know, something they're passionate about that they love. That's ridiculous or something mm-hmm. like, like our, you know, picks of the Brady Christmas and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I'm I think, down. I think, I think maybe like, why do I love this movie? Or here's a movie I love that will be challenging to most people. Yeah. <laughs> ah, when you put it that like, way. Like yeah. Mulholland Drive. Like Mulholland Drive. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So <clears throat> we watched it. Um, I watched it this morning. <laughs> and I have notes. I don't have mm-hmm. as many notes mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. But I have a lot of the uh, the talking points. But before we get into that, this movie came out in 2004. It mm-hmm. sure did. And what else came out in 2004? Uh, oh, oh uh, Fitbits. Uh, oh, there you go. Was that four? There go. Oh, I don't know. 14. Hold on. I have some notes here. Oh. Well, into it. Hold on. Wait a <laughs> No, it is not a good song. <laughs> he, he, he Google searched terrible songs for 24, 2004. This is, this is not a good song. It's a good song if you like being emo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so much, so much to unpack there. Um, 
Well, in 2004, oh, this is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Dan, why, in, in three sentences or less, tell me why that song's so great. <laughs> 30 sentences or less. <laughs> it's almost like you know me. I will count. Um, I'm just going to power through this. <laughs> I'm stunned. I don't know what to do right now because that is a terrible song. <laughs> and it's everything, fun. everything in me as a person who I am really wants to unpack that. <laughs> but at the same time, we have to do a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll save it I'm, for that. The after hours. There you go. <laughs> I've been stumped. Like, this is seriously. <laughs> I'm broken. I. <laughs> <sighs> okay. It's Hold speaking on. of being broken. Let me pull up my Spotify top 10 playlists. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is this song? No way. What a great song. <laughs> okay. So, there was the Summer, summer Olympics that happened in Greece, uh, where the Olympics happened. Um, uh, Mars Spirit Rover, that it went to Mars and it roved with its spirit. Uh, the strongest earthquake in 40 years happened in the Indian Ocean. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was a tsunami and it's really bad. Um, speaking of really bad, George W. Bush got reelected. But not and, the song. Um, <laughs> and uh, I kind of just lost faith in all humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Boston Red Sox won the World Series. That was good. Go Sox. I think, uh, if you like them. Uh, hey, CIA admits that there was no imminent threat from weapons of mass destruction before the 2003 invasion of, of Iraq. Uh, we found out that we were torturing people in Iraq. And George Stone still won re-election. And let's see, what else? Um, Lance Armstrong uh, was still good at that time. He won oh. some stuff. He's not good anymore. Apparently. Okay. Um, Locust. You've been canceled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> canceled. Stupid canceled culture. Uh, Facebook launched as a social networking site. Boy. No, basically oh. nothing, nothing but good news. The happened. downfall wow. of Western civilization. We can just yes. point to 2004. 100%. <laughs> wow. But at least it had a really good song. <laughs> Some might say <laughs> that it was the reason. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it's it. It's all coming together. So, um, unlike some time ago when we watched Lion King 2, it's a girl now, Audrey watched Lion King 1 and a half. That's right. I've been waiting like a year and a half to talk about this stupid movie, and I'm going to do it. And for you new listeners, um, that episode never came out because we started recording, and it was at one point that we realized that Audrey watched the wrong movie, and we had to stop recording. Can you blame me? Because it's no, Lion King I really 1, Lion King 1 and 1 half, Lion King 2. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no. It makes, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. It does. Well, so. your logic makes sense. Disney does not make sense. No, it this, doesn't make sense. So, But I, I think, Dan, did we not release it on our Facebook group? We, we released did. it. And I just have to remember where the file mm. is. We'll see. It, it either exists or it doesn't. Um, uh, right. Schrodinger's I, I podcast. Yeah. Schrodinger. Schrodinger's kitty cat. Right. Uh, meow. Oh, and speaking of meow, uh, well, first of all, um, wait, do we do what we think it was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't. Do we? Uh, okay. Well, 
I already knew what it was. So I yeah, didn't. I already knew what it was too. I um, already know the uh, trailer. Uh, well, at the time, I thought I was like, I think I had this picture of of a Midsummer Night's Dream again, but with lions. Mm. So Simba okay. and Nala are married with offspring. Rafiki is annoying because he's right. Timon and Pumbaa. It's the producers, the musical, oh. but with Timon and Pumbaa. Some of the Pumbaa. same actors. Mm-hmm. They're putting on a royal show for Nala and Simba's wedding. Scar is dead. Papa Lion still dead. Zazu is annoying. Uh, hyenas well, are in the show. S- Simba and Nala couldn't have gotten married because they already had a baby. So... You have to get married before you can have babies. It's true. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> right. That's what the Bible says. Uh, so I think there's like a, a, a six semper tyrannous moment in the show where the hyenas are trying to, they're plotting to kill uh, Simba in the theater with a gun and a top hat. Oh, wow. Uh, Ford's theater? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Abraham Lincoln. He grows <laughs> a weird beard. Yeah, exactly. Now you're getting it. Um, His mane only comes out on the sides. (laughs) (laughs) The show doesn't get performed the way it was supposed to, but that's okay. The kids still loved it. So it's a, it's a falling forward kind of show. Simba doesn't actually die, but there's a moment where you think, Oh, he's doing a Lincoln. I guess (laughs) he's going full Lincoln on us. Full Lincoln. Lincoln. (laughs) Oh, so sidebar plug. Um, I've been listening to Spectral Radio unironically a lot lately because when when he plays, like between playings of Spectral Magic and Illuminations, which is <laughs> odds often, more often than not, that's what's going to be playing. But between those playings, um, there are full ride-throughs of shows like The Whole American Adventure, all like three versions of Spaceship Earth. And they he had a... the. I think it was the George W. Bush, which was the first president to speak. Was it? Was it? Uh, well, they all spoke. I no, mean, no, no, they I all mean, had the, language. The current the ability one. To, oh, okay. And it was. Uh, uh, it was Clinton. Clinton was the first one. So this was a pre-Clinton entire show of the um, Hall of Presidents. Mm. It was really cool. It was fascinating because they announced all the presidents, but Lincoln spoke instead of the current president. So it was before Clinton, but it was really interesting. Anyway, listen to Spectral Radio. It's great. And to be fair, before Kennedy, they all spoke in black and white. Here's the trailer. That's right. <laughs> it's not Wait, every what? day that a they spoke in black and white? Went to prison for yeah. murder for hire. There are more captive like. tigers in the U.S. than there are in the <laughs> wild throughout <laughs> the world. Animal people are nuts, man. <laughs> They're all crazy. Oh, my God. I'm sure y'all so got a story stupid. to tell. <laughs> I know. So Good it's this podcast. It was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumf Oklahoma. Remember, remember the quarantine? I try not to. Simpler times. I try so hard not to. Good looking. Love to party and have fun. I don't think that's going to party and have fun. Oh my god. Hey, you cool kitty cats. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol and Carol. Carol is the mother Teresa of cats. We will end the private possession of these cats. This show is 
This show is like that song from this time period. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not a perfect person. It's like when you, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. It's all coming back to me. By the way, in my list of songs that you don't want to hear anyone sing at karaoke, no matter how good they are, the reason is like way up there. Oh, I bet. It's not really, it's not a crowd. No, it's a ballad. It's almost as bad as American Pie. Oh my god, and it's long too. Right. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. Oh, oh I was going to turn it, every time, I'm, every time I'm thinking like, I'm going to turn it off now, but then it's just like, no, I forgot, I forgot he had an yeah. amazing had a, music career. An album. <sighs> wow. Yep. That show. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's the preview for Lion King one and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but so, okay, uh, I'm not going to give you my my hottest of hot takes. Um, <laughs> here's all I'm going to say, and I, as a preface to this episode, of all the straight-to-video sequels, this is number one so far. Whew, to you? Up, you're, to me. Uh, you're unseating Mulholland Drive? No, no, no. That is the best film we've ever uh, reviewed yeah. on this show. The best straight-to-video Disney sequel. This is the best for me. I would 100% agree. This movie is a fantastic little romp. Yeah. Oh, so I see it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it, it's always better to, for me, in situations like this, it's better to set the premise so that we can double down on. Even if you didn't really feel a certain way, you just double okay. down on it. It's the this most entertaining. Movie, it's yeah, but Aladdin. Ugh, I will give you that. Aladdin's still a good story. It, it, so Dan, you and I watched it years and years ago. Which right. is, this movie was not the catalyst, but an example of why we're doing this podcast because we would watch these straight to video sequels and drink corresponding beers with them. And this one we were pleasantly surprised and enjoyed. Right? Yeah, I think it was more <laughs> like I was expecting it to be like, you know, the the. The crew, uh, the crew from Event Horizon. Like I was expecting it to be like that. Mm, that mm. <laughs> sort of. Um, but yeah, it's cute. I will give it that. It's cute. There are points that are. There are funny moments. There, mm-hmm. there. It, it's like it's a series of of clever slash funny gimmicks and moments but they it just doesn't it doesn't correspond to a whole that has the yeah, same quality I, I agree and it there was a point where it lost me and yeah. not in a like a oh, you way it's more like a okay i see what you're doing here <laughs> and then it just kind of kept going with that and i was like okay like a couple eye roll moments yeah and effectively for the listener who hasn't seen it it is Watching The Lion King mm-hmm. again from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa and a series of shoehorned circumstances that show that they were in The Lion King the whole time. And here's here it is from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, Timon making, you know, bad puns. And I mean, the 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 farting thing is like that's Timon's or Pumbaa's weapon, like they clear out a cave full of hyenas because he farted 
And like the whole thing in the savannah at the beginning of Lion King when when all the animals bow. Oh my god. It's gosh. not because they were bowing, it's because Timon or Pumbaa farted and had a bunch of them around and passed out. And so the people <laughs> <laughs> I thought it so was the, funny. <laughs> so the all the other animals are like, Oh, we should bow too, we should bow too. So it's like everything that happens in the Lion King were as a direct or indirect result of what Timon and Pumbaa did. So it and makes and that the- in itself. Go ahead. That in itself is cute. Yes. I, I mean, it's, as it's, a premise, it's cute. Right. And it's taking off of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Sure. Yeah. That's the name of it. And I think that's, cl- that's clever. It's, it's all that. But then like, it's, it's, there's this sort of, it's, first of all, it's a very 2004 in terms mm-hmm. of just like, we're irreverent. <laughs> 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 um, it, 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 it it relies on kind of the same three jokes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's, it's just, it's, it's not terrible. No, it's, it's fun. It's cute. Like we said, but so th- here's why it's different. It feels different. It looks different because you've got the whole original voice cast, mm-hmm. including adding Marge Simpson and Jerry Stiller. Very good. Marge is, is the mom and Jerry Stiller is the uncle. Yeah. Um. So all the original cast, and there's some of those things that were really cleverly done. Others were, you know, like I said, shoehorned. But how it started different for me is that this is the Walt Disney Pictures logo. This is not home entertainment. This is not animation studios. This is made by Walt Disney Studios. Oh. The, the, the Walt Disney, what was it? The Walt Disney Pictures logo is what popped up. So it was made by Walt Disney Pictures. And that's it. that feels different. It and then, looks different. It's yes. more uh, quality. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if this was supposed to be a theatrical release, and they decided to straight to video it for whatever reason. Ah, oh, I bet you're right. Because the reason I say that is because Timon and Puma are frequently in a theater watching this movie. So if you're in a theater watching it, you would feel like, like they did with the Simpsons movie, you know, it just, it feels like it was meant to be seen in a theater because Timon and Puba are in seats in front of you. You know what I mean? Kind of partially blocking the screen. Hmm. So, but anyway, so the logo and then the, the opening sun, it's a re-recorded Nasabunya song, right? Uh, But it's the same thing, same, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is. I'm sure it's lovely. Pink pajamas, anyway. penguins on the bottom. Oh Pink no, it's pajamas, penguins on the bottom. No, it's dig a tunnel, dig dig a tunnel. Oh god, dig a tunnel, dig dig a tunnel. Yeah, the music oh, no. really. The music is. Oh yeah, if you can call it that. A mess in this movie. <laughs> it's really not good. I'll tell you what, it's... it makes the reason a lot better. It's so it musical does. heavy. The first like 20 minutes that the whole time is just like, I can't believe I ever liked this. Yeah. But then. It, they, I mean, so for consistency's sake, dropping the musical aspect was a weird idea. Yeah, but, but they kind of half-ass dropped it. <laughs> like they they dropped it, but kind of half-ass dropped it because yeah. there are there are the beginning of those songs throughout, and of course some of the original music came back, right? Um, but anyway, so the the opening comes, the sun's rising, and and then Timon's like, "What's on the menu?" <laughs> And then Timon is my favorite character of all time. I might have mentioned this in our other Lion King sequels. But when I was a little girl, I saw the movie and I was like, oh, my God, Timon is such a ham. I want to be Timon. So I would like interrupt conversations 
often and be, what's going on here? And my <laughs> name is Audrey. So this is like watching my superhero movie. Like okay. if Marvel made a Timon and Pumbaa I'm movie, sure they will. this would be... Um, to mo- so I like I I like Nathan Lane. I enjoy him as a performer. I like the Nathan Lane character that he plays. You know, so that's fun. And Ernie Sabella, they 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 play off each other well. It's they're still better than the live action remake duo. That was awful. Yeah. Um, Is Ernie anyway. Sabella the voice of Watto from the Star Stars? No, no, no. no. Oh. He played. Uh, Leia Remini's dad in uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, that I was gonna say the same thing <laughs> at the at the beach club. I don't I know why I remember that. that. That's the <laughs> damn the, legit the only other thing I know, I know. him from. <laughs> <laughs> from Saved by the Bell, and it's like oh, maybe it. maybe two episodes. Oh, he's maybe great. Well, I love. I thought Leah Remini. I had a big crush on her more than uh, more than Kelly. I think, but anyway. Topanga. Um, Topanga, I love Topanga. Okay, I just but wanted to make Topanga. sure I knew there was a character in that show. No, name. that's a different show. That's Boy Meets World. Oh, <laughs> with Fred Savage's brother. Okay, so those three, those three, and a sexy cartoon fox. Which one do you go? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it's too hard. It's too hard to decide. <laughs> For sexy cartoon dogs. <laughs> oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. In this movie, we get sexy cartoon meerkats. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to miss for you. I wish, <laughs> I wish the meerkats were a bit more fossy in the opening number, you know? Yeah. Well, so let me let me get there because we just, just to paint the picture. So we movie comes up, then Timon and Pooper are talking, and then clearly they pause the movie and rewind it. They're in a theater, like I mm-hmm. talked about before. Mm-hmm. So they so Timon's gonna rewind the movie or excuse me, fast forward it to when they come in. Someone saw funny games. And, and <laughs> oh, this what is a very, reference. This what is also reference. very mystery science theater, no? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I wrote I, that and down. I, I think I think that that was the intent. Probably it seems yeah. like it was, but I think at some point the writers or someone in someone who was more connected to the to the corporate end in the writers' room was like, uh, "Come on, guys, we're not really going to make fun of these characters, are we?" Yeah, these are these are precious, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sacred. <clears throat> Sacred, that's the word. So Pumbaa says they can't start in the middle because then the people will be confused as to what's happening. That's nice. And Timon's like, we weren't in the beginning. And Pumbaa says, no, we were there the whole time. And they want to tell us the whole story. Mm. It's a story within the story, right? So way back before Pride Rock, so majestic, so powerful, so bizarrely named. Why do lions have pride? Timon says. We meerkats had nothing. And then he says, please remain seated while the screen is in motion. So funny. I love that. So and funny. it fast forwards or rewinds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so then we, so this is, this is largely Timon's story, right? It yeah. kind of starts and is around about him, his mom's in it, his uncle's in it. So this is Timon's story and Pumbaa gets dragged into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they, they're digging a tunnel. They're singing a song, which I've mentioned before. Dig a tunnel, dig a, dig a tunnel. <sighs> Before the hyenas come. come. Yeah, the hyenas come. What was that? Yeah. It's a bad yeah, song. And that's, I and that's basically the song, right? And it, so, uh, yeah, and it's it's very in that 
vein of like the you know again 2004 they didn't know any better watching this with 2022 eyes is, yeah is interesting where it's just like we're gonna we're gonna use this this synthesizer to recreate the sounds of africa <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so the meerkats are digging a tunnel while they're singing and then marge simpson's looking for and by the way i mean Try a little, Julie Kavner. <laughs> I think know? she tried enough, though, because a lot of the time I was like, is that her or someone trying to sound like her? And oh, every time I, w- I could like flip a coin and go, okay, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you I closed your eyes and watched it, you probably would. I don't know. What did you think? Was it very Marge or no? It was pretty firmly Marge. Yeah. Um, my notes, by the way, these are a year old, a year and a half old. So I'm just reading what I wrote <laughs> from a year away. I wrote, his mom is a Pam. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does a it Pam? mean? <laughs> is that like his a mom... Karen of 2020 or 2019 or whatever that was? Oh, yeah. now I know what it is. From the office? I thought, I think I thought before the mother was going to speak, I thought it was a man. I misgendered Tom's um... mom. <laughs> Oh, Pam, funny. as Got in it. the character from SNL, that's like Pat. Oh, oh Pat. 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 Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so impossible. How do I interpret <laughs> these watch notes? the wrong movie. You make the wrong reference. Millennials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, so, oh, on top of it, I wrote 912. My Pavlova is done. I must have been baking. <laughs> I guess. And it was 912. <laughs> and it was important to note that. In the in, <laughs> in the notes, and then my sister called. She didn't call this time. I looked through oh, okay. these notes, and there's no record <laughs> of any inter- incoming phone calls. <sighs> <sighs> That's funny, Pavlova. Um, so the meerkat's digging a tunnel, and then it uh, her his mom's looking for him. There's no sight of him until the whole tunnel is destroyed, mm. and you know they see him. He's kind of holding up the last bit of tunnel. He's he's a misfit, guys. But his mom is very supportive. He's mom's supportive. But he's got innovative ideas. He wanted to do a sunroof. Yeah, which again is a very 2004 Disney character sort of thing, where it's just like, but I thought I'd make the wheel. It's like, yeah, (laughs) it all feels very flick from uh, Bugs Life. Yes, you know, it's for the listener hasn't seen it. Imagine that he's a misfit. He's an outcast. He's trying to be innovative. He's different from everybody else. Voiced by Woody Allen. Forward thinking. Yes. <laughs> and Uncle Max is Jerry Stiller. I don't know why the mom's there. I don't know why the uncle's there. They do nothing for the story. And they I'm really not don't. sure if we're just trying to fill out Timon as a character. Yeah, I think they're trying to illustrate his outcastness. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Timon is asked to be the sentry to look out for hyenas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Timon is on on duty and, and their mantra is scurry, sniff, flinch. And I didn't yeah. understand it. I don't know if like some Disney animators were watching meerkats like post or look out for hyenas in a wild somewhere. And that's what they do. Probably. I mean, didn't I they do was... that for the first movie? They like brought in live lions and they yeah, studied yeah. their movements and stuff. I, I think. Yeah. I think it's a mix of the two. I think it's genuinely supposed to be funny, but just isn't. Mm-hmm. That may be it. Um, the fun side story, the, the idea for the, uh, Disney's animal kingdom was essentially pitched and bought when the, 
uh, animate uh, what are the 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 guy the Joe Rody. He's a, a Imagineer. It's a podcaster. He, he brought. <laughs> 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 the reason why I have to sign special documents when I post on Spotify. Um, Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. I don't. Have to, I just have to make sure that I've read and I understand the rules of Spotify before I can post. That's um, amazing. So anyway, so Joe Rody goes in, and he to the boardroom. Right, they're all sitting around a big conference table, and he brings an actual lion in to the boardroom because they're like it's a zoo nobody cares and they brought a real life lion into the room and they're like oh we get it if you say no i'm gonna he's gonna yeah. eat you it's strange. <laughs> and my There's ear one will way to more negotiate power. yeah <laughs> yeah so timon uses his mantra uh scurry sniff flinch and it turns into a song and i think the song is called that's all i need which is very reminiscent of a prequel to hakuna matata and I don't know if Dan, you pulled no, that music. God, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't talk about no, 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 no. So the hyenas, of course, find a Timon and they attack the herd. Most of them escape except Max, who's Uncle Max. Uh, and then we cut to the QVC network. Oh which my God! I did enjoy. This is a real Loved live action that. QVC. Where they're selling Max purses. Oh my God. It turns out Timo or Pumbaa was sitting on the remote and he changed the channel, but so Pumbaa funny. thought it was a brownie. That's what he, he says. Did. He thought it was a brownie. Hey, brownie but, is the same color as a thing that comes out of your butt, right, Dan? Maybe he thought he was sitting on poop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, match set game um, so but Max barely made it so Timon apologizes this is funny Timon apologizes to the hateful group and says come on who hasn't broken into song on sentry duty I would mm-hmm. gotta entertain yourself so again in true like I'm a misfit fashion all the meerkats are glaring at him and he's ousted from the group so Timon is sad. He's on that same lookout rock, and his mom comes to con- comfort him. There's a yeah. And, there's a sad moment there before yeah. before that happens. Is is the uncle was like, "I trusted you," and he he yeah. let everybody down. And I really got a little bit of hmm, got some feels out of me. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Timon will never fit in. Why is he such a misfit? Well, may, partially because he's the only one that seems to be aware that he's in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which is in itself funny because you're not supposed to say stuff like that. That's oh. a good point. There was some fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so mom and comes comforting. Uh, Jimmy, every time, every time. It was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't write them all down. There were too many. There were too <laughs> many quips. Way too many quips. And I, I suspect some of it was improvised, but it did feel very scripted. All the little quips and whatnot. But... um. Anyway, so he says he's got to get out of here. He's got to find his place, right? He's got to go. His mom lets him go and um, calls him Timmy. I didn't like that. Mm. I didn't like that uh-huh. she called him Timmy. It felt weird. Thought I, was I didn't catch cute. that, but I mean, what? Are, I mean, I don't know what else. How else you would shorten it? Like T Dog? Well, it's not Tim Moan. Tim me. It's not shortening it. Moan. Moany. Timo. Yeah. But still, uh, it's not shortening it. It's the same number of syllables. Yeah. 
Anyway, so um, there's a long hug, right? And his mom doesn't let go. And Timon says, people wonder why I have issues. (laughs) (laughs) Also, did you guys find it a little funny that they were kind of like the meerkats are definitely Jewish and they were hiding underground? I didn't get that. From the hyenas. (laughs) I I, I did not not go there at all. (laughs) No. It's like uh, it's like what's his name John Stewart observing that when he watched Harry Potter, the goblins are clearly Jewish because they like run the bank and there was a whole controversy about it. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, is I this? Think, you were a Michigana. <laughs> yeah, I think I think these, this is a situation where I think maybe the lens that you view it through really makes the difference because I, <laughs> sure. I mean i did i did kind of see that okay i think they're probably going for like you know stereotypical brooklyn jewish kind of characteristic but the hyena part i i mean you're not wrong no yeah. but that it, does uh, exist it really what it really is is it's just predator and prey and the prey are right. your cats and the predators are the the hyenas we don't get anything at all about their um their religious identity you know anyway Right, 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 right. So Timon sets off uh, boldly like no meerkat before, then suddenly cries for his mommy. (laughs) What do I do? And then Rafiki shows up, and then Pumbaa says, omniscient monkey, right on cue. Deus ex monkeyna. And then Pumbaa says, you know what they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And then Timon says, that's it. No more fortune cookies for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So. um, See, wait, hold on. It's funny, you see, because these characters uh aren't characters that we would normally picture going to to an establishment that would Mm. have fortune cookies. And they would probably, I mean, they probably wouldn't even know what fortune cookies are. So that's why that's funny. They think yeah. they probably go to like a Denny's or something, right? Oh, yeah. oh, clearly, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say some all-you-can-eat buffet, really. Mm, yeah, but <clears throat> so so the, the show. Oh Timon. wait, speaking of sponsors of the show, oh, now would be a great and by great I mean awkward time to have a commercial break. Let's we'll be right get back. to it. Goodbye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. And we're back. I plan to use those goods and services frequently. I'm using All of 38 them of them time. right now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Uh, so Timon gets caught by the hyenas, and he says, you didn't happen to catch the song I sang a few minutes ago. <laughs> I've got to find my corner of the sky. I've got to, you know, the song from Pippin. No, I don't remember that song. Oh, oh, it's the it's the I want song, but from the mm. little pr- the prince's. Pr- yeah, anyway, you can look it up. All right, great. I <laughs> uh, probably won't. Um, so I'm just gonna watch Pippi Longstockings now. Oh no, it wasn't Hina's. It was it was uh, Rafiki that he said you didn't happen to catch the song I sang a few minutes ago. When Rafiki stops and says, "Where are you going?" 
And that would have helped at the exposition because mm-hmm. he was talking the song. Got it. Uh, he says he wants a place with no worries. Oh, where is this headed? Um, and Rafiki says, you seek Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. It means no worries. You must see beyond what you can see. And then Timon's like, look at the monkey getting all existential on me. Oh, that's uh, adult, and adult comedy. It's, yeah. It's hard to think with all this music because there's music playing. So it's breaking. Yeah. The, yeah. It's regular Deadpool. Diegetic um, versus non-diegetic sound. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We know all about that. Nah, we're yeah, It was the original Deadpool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he decides now, to go to Pride Rock. theory. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, if you, in an if you find the right person to make the right YouTube video about it, we could totally get that started. <laughs> that's that's actually not bad because <laughs> they, they technically break i mean they, they're wearing like hula skirts and stuff in the original movie and okay, there's on. product okay. placement dead pool history let's find oh, no. out <laughs> uh create we'll say created by the carriers uh 1991 oh, damn it mm. damn it um, so he decides to go to Pride Rock. He heads out, um, but he's scared off by the darkness and is given chase by Pumbaa. Pumbaa wasn't going to eat Timon. Pumbaa just thought Timon shouldn't be out alone by himself. So Pumbaa is alone because he repels people because of his farts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's this is where it lost me a little bit because it's like you got to have a better story than – Farts are his entire character. Like that is mm-hmm. Puma's entire character is that he farts. Well, and, and that he does that thing where it's like supposed to be the dumber character, but is kind of secretly the smarter one. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the protector, right? And I think at one point Timon sings when he was a young mere cat, mm-hmm. like when I was a young warthog. So they're trying to do. Hakuna Matata again. Anyway, so, so many callbacks. So many callbacks. Yes, a lot of callbacks. Well, I mean, the whole movie's a callback, right? I mean, that's, yes. we're just watching The Lion King again. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is, I think, why we secretly liked it so much, because we liked that movie. So we're like, hey, we're watching it again, but it's a little different. And there's some things. Yeah, but I, th- I think at the time, I was watching it in a different context. At the time, I was watching it as like, hey, let's see what this is. And it was like, Oh, that's a direction you could go with this. That's interesting, kind of. But like this time around, I'm trying to watch it like as a movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, it's, it's presented as a movie. It starts right. Walt Disney Pictures and right. Lion King and whatever. And that, I mean, I think that's that's how I that's and this is probably where you and I get into kind of a different point of view on these. Is I'm. I'm watching these knowing they're probably going to fail as an actual movie, but really watching it as like, okay, this is a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's fun for me. <laughs> um, and you it just say, did, didn't get there. Yeah. Sorry. I, do. I was just going to say they took the best part, the most entertaining part of the, the first movie and, and ran with that, which props. Yeah. To them. You know, that's they, fair. they understood like, Hey, everyone, loves Timon and Pumbaa. Let's do more with that. And they 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 understood the assignment to say yeah, what the kids a, might say. As an origin story for Pumbaa and Timon's meeting, it is very very reminiscent of the Rudolph, these two misfits, 
And like, I'll be your friend if you don't mind me being a small meerkat. And I'll be your friend if you don't mind, if you don't mind me being a farter. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the whole thing. So I did whatever. Anyway, so they set off together. They're going to find a haven. Timon's like, okay, you can be my protector because nobody wants to be around you because you fart. And I will be, you know, the brains of the operation and whatever. So that's how their friendship. Just can't smell it or something, or he just tolerates it or what? He's maybe too low to the ground that he rises, you know. Oh, good point. I so he's just that much of an opportunist that he's just like, yeah, I could work with this. Yeah, exactly. Because it, there's something in out. it for him. There's a lot of selfishness in Timon because everything is about him. Even when they find their little first little haven, it's like, all right, thanks for helping me find it. Peace. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So they become acquaintances. Timon's not ready to call them friends. So they become acquaintances <laughs> and they hit the road. Um, they enter the into the Nana Sabonia scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the animals are all stampeding in, that's one, so they. That's when they that? make it to Nasabonya <laughs> time at Beach Baba. That one, uh, do, do it again, but this time. Nasabonya, Beach Baba. I can't uh, wait. It won't stop. The there we go. The <laughs> yeah. So this is the beginning of the rest of the film, which is a series of things that happen that they cause or help to create. That is from the movie that we saw, the beloved film from 10 years previous. Mm-hmm. So they enter into the Nanan Sabonia and animals <laughs> stampeded. <laughs> um, but they're setting off through their new home, through the herds of animals at Simba's christening. So this is the beginning of the movie. Uh, Pumba needs to fart. <laughs> so <laughs> then this is a series of, and I only wrote a couple of them down. Pumba needs to fart. Timon's like, you'll get your second wind. It'll pass. Oh, boy. <sighs> And then Puma farts and he knocks out the herds. And like I said before, they bow as a result. And they're like, oh, should we bow? And that's why the animals bowed at the beginning is because of t- Puma's fart. Poor guy's got IBS. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then at the end, of course, Timon says, that was a gas. <laughs> and then he says, I don't like to toot my own horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they settle into sleep. Um, they wake the next day and then they're disrupted by... I can't wait to be king. And they leave their little cave and all the colors have changed. They're in the song, you know, and it's too noisy. And he's like, is this the theater district? They made oh, no. Oh, great. Coachella. We moved to the theater district. Yeah. yeah. So everything's all colorful, like the can't wait to be king song. You hear it in the background. And I think that that's kind of that kind of thing is what I identified at the time as being like, it's OK. It's cute that they're doing this. It's it, it, The whole thing really felt kind of like. If under new Tiki Room under new management mm. was <laughs> clever, but it wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. compl- it was just pure like cynicism. So but, Audrey, are you familiar with this? The Tiki Room? I love that place. You've seen the Tiki Room. In the nineties, they made Tiki Room under new management. And they took that show and they replaced the animatronic birds with famous IP, Iago, Zazu. Uh, etc. They took over the show huh. and it was oh. really not good. Yeah. So I, I think this was like it was like an under new management thing, but it's like, oh, it's someone who was clearly also kind of appalled by the assignment did this, <laughs> you know? You know, so it's just, it, so it's like, okay, they're at least not actively insulting me in how they're shoehorning this in. In fact, how they're shoe- shoehorning it in is it's kind of cute, but then all the other stuff is dumb. Yeah. Yes. And so it, then the next thing that happens this is like, this is one of those storytelling elements, but 
like in a story or a book or whatever, this happens because this happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas this movie is very much a, this happens, then this happens, you know, just a series of events kind of. So the next thing that happened, so Timon, you remember in the movie or the song, I can't wait to be King at the end, all the animals collapse in a big pile. Mm-hmm. It was Timon that caused that because he disrupted the things and Timon made them all fall. Um, I thought, I mean, I thought that was kind of resourceful of them to recycle footage. Did they? Down on. I think they did. Yeah. They very okay. much did. That's good. Uh, so then they set off for another home because they don't want to live in the theater district because it's loud. Well, uh, and then there is one. The, the funny thing is the the reaction of the regular cast to the new idea mm-hmm. is usually the funniest thing for me. So, like, in the bowing scene, they're like, oh, look, they're bowing to the new king. That means that they respect him. And then right. in this one, uh, the, there's the pile on. And at the bottom, you can hear Simba say, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that. that, that so funny. they end up in the elephant graveyard because that's the next thing that happens in the movie. And uh, they're disrupted by Mufasa, who's running in to, ch- to save Simba. I... Uh, so then they search for another, and they're in the Scar singing song scene. Yeah. With all I the don't... hyenas marching. This was the part of the movie that I, like, I don't – I didn't really like where they went with this. I thought they should have gotten to the jungle sooner somehow. The whole House Hunters International with a budget of right. 17 million didn't really feel like all that funny or entertaining or fun. Uh, well, it seemed yeah. lazy because, it, again, they just happened to be there the whole time. So us as a listening audience when watching, viewing audience, when we see Lion King again, presumably like, oh, Timon was right there the whole time. Yeah, and the you know yeah. he was there in the scene where Scar sang. Yeah, I think they could have let that go to some extent. Well, they sure didn't. I mean, they it, certainly it, didn't. It was kind of fun to see them experience those set pieces because they were mm-hmm. really cool sets from the first movie. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really love like oh, and it's a open floor plan. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Um. So then the next thing, of course, they're in the canyon with the stampede where Mufasa dies. So they were there all along. And and this is what I want to understand. So what happens in this scene is that Timon and Puma still haven't found the jungle yet. And everything that happens between now and then. And Simba gets ostracized like five minutes after this scene. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. ends up in the desert. Mm-hmm. And in that period of time between Timon and Pumbaa finding Simba. They have a really long day. A really, I, really I'm very saying, productive like, day. In the course of the film, this is like 20 minutes. And they have to find the jungle, go through mm-hmm. all this nonsense. You like settle in, figure out their bearings, and then find Simba. So like this is the first day Simba's there is the first day they're there. Yeah, right. that makes no sense. Yeah. They should have gotten to the jungle much sooner. Yep. But then they wouldn't have been they in the other s- movie. Well, but they really could have – I think the movie would have been – it would have effectively done the things that it did well. Does that – okay, I'm just going to leave it. More gooder. Um, more gooder. It would be more <laughs> – movie be more gooder if um, they would have stopped with the I just can't wait to be king thing and and been like, okay, we, everyone gets the bit. We don't need to go through every little yeah, thing. Yeah, I think you're we right. Can, we can skip the hiding thing. Right. We can yep. skip the you know the chase, and let's give them some time to set up camp. So it's at least that they have like a week, presumably yep. a week there yep. to be like, yeah, this is where we live now. 
But the movie, original movie, presents it as that's just where they've lived. Like, right, that, exactly. That's where they grew up. And right. So, but you're right, Dan. You take two of those scenes out and get them to the jungle. Yeah, just establish then themselves it doesn't matter. for a little bit the rest longer. Of it, yeah, the rest of it doesn't matter. Because yeah. we don't know the timeline of the rest of it either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they they um, so Pumbaa pauses the movie at this point. Timon sings It's a Small World and picks his nose while Pumbaa goes and gets a bag of grubs. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's trying to wipe it on the seat and stuff. Yeah. I thought Everyone, that was Everyone, it's funny. okay to pick your nose. I it's okay. I thought that was funny. I picked yeah, my nose fun. as a kid, and it's on video somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good picture of me um, as a child when I think I must have been – I was either two or three because the picture is of me holding up with one finger how old I am, and then <laughs> the other finger's just digging up and the couch, the, the right below it in the the uh, photo album is, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Three <funny>. knuckles deep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was uh, trying to say three and a half. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So, because, yeah, pause the movie. He's singing It's a Small World, other things paused. Yeah. Um, so, Tamun and Pumbaa. Which, Pum- guys, you don't do that. You don't pause the movie. Right when it's a tense moment like that, mm-hmm. you—that's not how movies work. Well, and you can't pause a movie in a movie theater either. It's true, but it's, it's subversive. True. You know, it, this, yeah. Uh, this movie is quite subversive. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, the, little things are fun. It's I, a regular they, solo. <laughs> <laughs> he went to get grubs in the concession stand. Anyway, so they—they they find out that they're friends. Uh, and they're alone together. They found their tropical paradise. Uh, and they're trying to name it. And so, of course, it's called Hakuna Matata. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Rafiki sent him off to find is mm-hmm. his Hakuna Matata. Uh, then they have a Hakuna Matata sing-along. Yes, this is the best part of the movie. I loved it so much. The little, the ladybug that like crawls along the words and then yeah, Pumba yeah, yeah, eats it and then it comes yep. back and it's half alive. And meanwhile, you're singing Hakuna Matata. There's so much going on. It's so great. The, the sequence was well done. I thought it was unnecessary and pandering. I didn't catch that the bug was half alive when it came. I didn't it even was, catch that it, it came, came out back. of his mouth. Oh yeah. my God. It's I think so I was. Funny. I think I was kind of just listening to the movie more than I was watching it at that point. So but, at one point during the song, they lady in the tramp with a worm. Right. Right. <laughs> and they have some gay panic right there. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> 2004. Still not quite where we wanted to be. <laughs> right. um, then we cut to Timon's mom, who is talking to Rafiki, of course, mm-hmm. as one does. Completely and forgotten she's like, about her at that point. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, yeah this person because she's not necessary. Not um, anyway, so remember, Rafiki was telling uh, uh, Timon to look beyond what you can see, which is a metaphor, and uh, she got really mad. You used a metaphor on Timon. He takes things literally, so she goes, uh, tries to, yeah. <laughs> which isn't a character trait that we no see. It's no. just a thing that a character can say to another character. To have a a bit, I think this uh, whole thing is let's extend this runtime a little bit. We can we can only do one sing along. <laughs> they could have um, played it twice. Yeah, true. It's a fun yeah. song. 
Uh, so we cut back to Timon and Pumbaa where they we they see buzzards and Simba, right? So they have a slideshow of their time with Simba, and there's like a montage of bringing up Simba. Oh, they sleep together, you know, and like like it's like a every every day it's like Timon, I had to go to the bathroom, and there's this whole montage of him growing up, like in Hakuna Matata, where there's a montage of him growing up. So this fills in some of those unnecessary gaps. Um, but the then they sleep together. The whole thing's unnecessary. Well, that's All right, Dan. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> was kind of cute. There's a couple of moments where Timon or Simba finally wants to sleep with them. So basically like mom and dad, you can come sleep in here with us. And, no. uh, you know, they put his paw over Timon to cuddle in or whatever. And, cute. and then he gets older and now he's bigger than Pumbaa. You know, he's wish, Matthew Broderick now and he's still wish. sleeping on his belly. If only my my little kitty could be the size of a lion and I was the size of a meerkat so I could use her paw as a blankie. <laughs> Aw, that's mm. cute. And there was another scene later where to a grown uh, Simba has his hand on Timon as like his blanket. Mm. And then he moves his hand and Timon reaches down to pull his hand over yeah. his paw over him. Like, you know, like finding your blankets, you know? Mm. So then they have this series of nonsense about like, you know, Simba's done it everything. He's, he's kind of beaten Timon at everything, like food eating contests or whatever, except for a snail eating contest. And so they have a whole snail eating contest bit mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the good, bad and the ugly theme playing. Felt kind of yeah. like a weird improv. Uh, it was dumb. Yeah. Concept. <laughs> and also, and are they, they drinking? Sun- is this yeah. an alcohol reference? Yeah. This is a drinking game. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Mature. Um, uh, but it, I mean, it's it's snails, but it it may as well it's, be it's shots, not right? Yeah, I, I think this was a case of, well, it would feel weird if we just introduced Nala now, right? So yeah, that's what, what they we do. do. Mm-hmm. And then they sing "Sunrise Sunset." I loved this mm-hmm. so much. And um, so the three of them are sitting in a bubbling hot spring, right? <laughs> yeah. And when Pumbaa gets out to go to bed, the bubbles stop. <laughs> so they're in this for a couple minutes, and it's bubbling. He gets out, all the bubbling stops. So again, Pumbaa farts. That's it's what his deal is. <laughs> I'm not going to play the sound because that was that was a le- that was legitimately funny. That was I thought it was funny. I, I did enjoy. And that. if if it if that was the only moment that that one joke happened, I would have been yeah. like, okay, you get totally. that. One. That was it would have hit that was good. much harder. It would have landed. Yep, because we all know. Better. But all right, but instead, because I'm it's watching his only the character trait. Yeah, and instead, I'm watching the 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 hot tub both times, and I'm just like, it's probably his <laughs> farts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to Nala uh, finding Simba. And they kind of – it's new footage, but this is essentially a behind-the-scenes of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? There's a lot of Timon and Pumbaa work to try to prevent Nala and Simba from feeling the love tonight. They have a series of attempts but cannot present or prevent the love from coming tonight. And then we end this montage with – um, of course, now our pal is doomed because he mm-hmm. felt the love, which was a nice fold in. Yeah, uh, it was. you know, when they do it well, they do it extremely well. But oof. Uh. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wrote down that the pacing got really weird here, but I don't know if I still agree with that note. Mm. I don't know. Did you feel it that? Feels Maybe like the was, first act is a lot longer. It felt like that after the snail scene or during mm-hmm. the snail scene. 
It was yeah, just, it just it felt very much filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, we have we don't have matching acts here. That's in, true. Structurally, because in Lion King, this is the end of the second act. Yeah, because this is when um, Nala and Simba then fight. Right. He's like, I'm not going back. And she's like, you have to come back. So we see that from. Yeah. And in Lion King one and a half, it's like middle of the second act. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like emotionally, there's not, there's, there's no, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh. Like just on a pure emotional level. So um, what happens next in the movie is that Nala and Simba fight. And Nala runs back to Pride Rock. Simba runs away to find his dad, you know, in the clouds, you know, Simba. So <laughs> Looks at like this the point, the storm's really coming to a head. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. Yeah. Funny. So Timon and Pumbaa follow uh, Simba like, yeah, they fought. We have our friend back. And then they see the storm crowds growing into Su- to Mufasa. And he says, yes, the storm is coming to a head. I am your father. <laughs> I think that was a joke in the Simpsons, Simpsons where they yeah. had, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is CNN. Uh, Nala explains to Timon and Pumbaa about what happened to Simba and why he has, why he's gone, why he's gone back. So he's <laughs> the king has returned, right? Um, and then they realize they can't Hakuna Matata without Simba, and they set off to help their friend. When well, Pumbaa does at mm-hmm. first, and Timon says no. He immediately regrets it when he stays, right? So P- Pumbaa's head off. Timon's like, oh, wait, I have no friends. I got to go. So Timon's lonely. And then Rafiki arrives without uh, Rafiki saying a word. Timon convinces himself. He does a whole dialogue between himself and his impression of Rafiki and effectively convinces him that he needs to get his Hakuna Matata back it's by helping deus, Simba. It's a deus ex Monkina. Ah, again. <laughs> like it. <laughs> so then then we cut to them in the luau thing. They're, you know, Mukahakaliki, whatever they're doing, the, the little luau. And then Pumba farts. And then there's the Apocalypse Now line. I love the smell of Pumba in the morning. Oh. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fart if you want a big so, hunky juice of meat, take my friend here. Yeah, he that's said, it. Blah, 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 blah. I should have memorized yes. that. That's then they, like, like good... I mentioned before, they got chased in the cave. They fart. It's napalm. Um, then the mom and Max find are looking for Timon. They see Simba and Scar begin to fight, right? This part of the movie. Timon plans to dig tunnels. Huh? Call back. Mm-hmm. Dig. Diggity dig. What is it? Um, dig a tunnel. Dig a tunnel. Dig a tunnel. What was that? Um, tss, tss. Quick yeah. before the hyenas come. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to dig tunnels with, while Pumon and, yeah, have mom and Max dig a tunnel while Timon and Pumbaa distract the hyenas. Mm-hmm. So Timon and Pumbaa distract the hyenas with various acts while mom and Max dig tunnels. Timon proposes to Shenzi. Which is an interesting moment. It really is an improv show. Yeah, exactly. Just as the hyenas are about to eat Timon, the tunnels (laughs) are ready. That's the that's the whole 
oh, we have five minutes left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know. I thought we were, why haven't the lights turned off? Uh, oh, five minutes, we still have five minutes. Okay. Um. <laughs> and this, this, the running time of this is an hour and 20 minutes. Um, there's 20 minutes of credits. This is an hour long movie. It's short. It could what? easily be 45 minutes. Of, yeah, it could like, have. Actual move, actual competent movie. 45 minutes. Yeah, and it, it you lose the worm, the 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 snail contest, and you lose everything with the mom, and it is forty five minutes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this is where Timon gets his redemption. So I proposed to Shinzi. There's all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, the tunnels are finally ready, but it doesn't work until Timon has to break the last support, and the hyenas come crashing down, followed by Scar. Yeah. Oof. They were there. They were there too. Um, then the rains come, Pride Rock is restored, friends reunite, Simba takes his place as king, Timon brings his mom to the paradise place along with all the meerkats, the end. And then we cut to the movie theater where Timon and Pumbaa are watching <laughs> said film. Uh, and, uh, mom wants, mom comes in, says she wants to watch it again along with Max mm-hmm. and a slew of other characters, namely, Yay. one Mickey Mouse, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarves. Genie, Aladdin, Jasmine on the carpet, Goofy, the Mad Hatter from the animated film, and the White Rabbit. March Hare. Don- March Hare. Donald Duck is there. Stitch comes in. Peter Pan is there. Pocahontas sitting quietly with her hair blowing in the wind. All the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Dumbo, Baloo, and Mowgli. Flora, Fauna, Fauna, and Merryweather are there. Brer Bear makes a rare appearance. The Gargoyles from Hunchback. Tarzan's friend, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> now you're just flexing. You're just flexing because well, you know every single one of the characters that flew in. Except the... I can't remember the Tarzan. The Roseanne character. Not Roseanne. Uh, oh. Rosie O'Donnell. I can't remember that character's name. Turk. Oh. I, Turk. Turk. I was too tired to <laughs> look it up. I mean, that How is the I movie. Know that? So it was watching Lion King again, but weirder, and the climate yeah. doesn't make any sense. Desert Whoa. next to jungle, next to savanna, next to graveyard, next to yeah. canyon. The, the geography doesn't logically make sense. That's true. Yeah. Also, and I really hate that my brain just did this, but it did. Timon didn't break the fourth wall at any point during the first movie. Pumbaa, not in front of the kids. Because he was going to say farted. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Pumbaa, not in front of the kids. Fact There were checked. no kids anywhere around. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll take it. I mean, that just off the dome. I'm sure there's nope. more. No. Nope. Yeah. That. That. Ducked. Okay. It was okay. very sparing. <laughs> it, it was, was sparing, but but at the same time, the movie, he, they weren't the main characters in the movie. Yep. So maybe this Deadpool power that Timon has <laughs> just... We didn't see them enough, right? Yes, perhaps. So. We just didn't see enough to see them break the fourth wall. But Deadpool. Timon is the Deadpool of the Disney universe. That's true. Yeah, that is canon. So and Perry's um, Disney princess. Yes, canon. <laughs> Timon is Deadpool. <laughs> so, it, it, but I mean, even in the first Lion King, there are, like I'd mentioned before, when they do the luau thing, that is non-African contemporary Garb, dress, activities, you know, apple in the mouth, sort of right. luau thing. And that's a fourth wall break, isn't it? 
sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more of the other big word that Audrey said. Yeah. And I, and I think it worked in that sense, in that setting, because it was an abrupt tonal shift that was used extremely sparingly. Yeah. Because the yeah, rest of the movie at least tries to be very serious. That's true. And I think that this movie, it's kind of nothing but that. And it's mm. really tedious, at least for me. It yep. does get a little tedious. <laughs> oh, damn dog. And the dog agrees with me. So, and you do. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> this doesn't work because we're on a podcast, but uh-huh. while we're recording, listeners, we have live video. So I really wanted to do like a lip sync to the baby laugh. Okay, but- let's try it. This, <laughs> no, this is staying it, in, by the way. Well, no, it's <laughs> Dude, not going to land. No one can see this. I, I'll tell them if it lands or not. I can Hold see on. it. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready? I'm going to hit it in one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. it's just got a delay. On yeah, it. I think there might be a video delay. <laughs> um, so it didn't didn't land. You're Jimmy, right. Jimmy, you want to try? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, so thank you. That's <laughs> on the menu. <laughs> um, so while we watch this film together tonight, in our podcast studio, we are going to enjoy the number one selling beer brand in Sri Lanka. Oh, it's called hmm. Lion Beer Company. Ooh. And I think specifically, I've had Lion Beer before. Ah, probably. Been to Sri Lanka quite a bit. Uh, the Lion Stout specifically, it is a stout. It's very high alcohol, eight point eight percent by volume. The dark caramel, large, dense-headed brew with its 8.8 alcoholic content is unique due to its sweet notes of chocolate and coffee interspersed with a f- into a foundation of dark roasted barley. Ooh. Symbolic black to denote leadership, power, focus, and strength is dominant in the labeling as the lion journeys in the twilight, unafraid, unbowed, and unchallenged. A couple of other notes. First brewed in 1881. The original recipe and yeast strain are still in use. Hmm. The bottom, it's bottom fermented, chocolate, mocha, and caramel notes. 98 points on rate beer. There you go. Whoa. That wow. sounds like the best beer yeah. we've had so on far. the show. Like I, I, the best straight to video sequel we've had oh, on the show. Oh, no, it's, uh-huh. it's not. Um, yeah, yeah, I have had it because I remember I went to Trader Joe's. There was a period of time where I wanted to be a world beer traveler. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I remember this, but I remember it very clearly. I went to Trader Joe's and I was like, hey, I want to try awesome beer. And what's the like gnarliest thing you have? And they're like, well, there's something called Sasquatch. And that had like bits of glass in it. Ooh, that was right. pretty gnarly. I was like, sign me up. And they would look at me like, you don't understand what I just said. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, no, really, I don't care. Not, on, not intentionally that something broke in the factory <laughs> and they had a recall. <laughs> right, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, t- totally. It I was happens. just like, do you have any left? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're into like weird extreme experiences, apparently here's this stuff with a lion on it. It's there like, you go. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. Maybe you had this beer. Maybe we had it together watching this movie. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so that's what we're going to be drinking. Audrey, what are we going to be eating? Don't you mean? What's on <laughs> the menu? 
Well, I, I, yeah, I totally missed that. I, yeah, sorry. So glad you asked. It's okay. For dinner, it's something you, this is directly from my notes, sticking to this. From a year and a half ago. Dinner is something you eat before seeing a play and it's kind of rushed. So you're at an Anthony's seaport and you're getting like an almond crusted fish and some like seasonal veg, maybe some asparagus or like some zucchini. Uh, then you're getting a lava cake, which isn't really satisfying. Uh, and it's not <laughs> the whole meal is not worth harassing the wait staff to get your check sooner. There you go. That's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I had a, a, a pistachio crusted mahi mahi at Knott's yeah. Berry Farm. Oh, Ooh, how was you it? You might think they would be. Yum. It was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but in a like kind of interesting way where I'm just like, if I put a lot of salt on this, it will have Ooh. at least the flavor of salt. Was it uh, <laughs> at one of the boysenberry booths? It was not. But mm. um, it was it was a taste. Of, they have one place where they have uh, seasonal or monthly. I haven't figured out the time frame. Taste of knots item. And sometimes that item will be uh, Mrs. Knott's chicken dinner, which is amazing. Yeah. But this time around, it was not that. It I was... still have not had not Mrs. Mrs. Knott's chicken dinner. It's good. I, I believe it. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's like it's good in that weird like finger licking. My weird racist grandmother made this for me, and it's uh, like got too much butter, and it's mm, kind of bland, no but thing. also really no such good. Thing. No such thing. Like, too much yeah. butter. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, what are we going to be listening to then, Dan? Well, this is another one of I, my multi-level experiences. I can think of a good song. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, this song is just part of the whole experience because what you're going to do is you're going to watch The Lion King again, but you're going to turn the volume down a bit, but not so much that you can't hear it. And then you're going to turn on a Chuck Berry recording of him singing My Dingaling, specifically <laughs> one where he's doing it live with an audience that is kind of tolerating it, but also not. And now, it sounds a little something like this. Mountain, and uh, this happens to be an E flat. And it's a very cute little number, matter of fact. And this is all part of it. Fourth grade <laughs> Ch- and, Chuck uh, Berry is the one that did Johnny Be Good, got the idea from Michael J. Fox. Yes. Oh. Got it. And, uh, so, and, you watch, uh, also this is the part where, like, the Disney logo. Togetherness. You oh, yeah. For togetherness, Chuck Berry uh, has a time here. machine? And, uh, no, no, you're, you're going to, instead of watching the sequel, you're just going to watch The Lion King with this in the back. With this playing just a little bit louder than the actual movie. Maybe when you want it to be, Dan, maybe you can put in the Nasabuña. In the, underneath this, <laughs> no, I like. Oh, I'm gonna. I like watching you uh, both taught us about this. this. Son, son, there's nothing wrong so with sex. You got. It's got to be the it's whole intro yeah. with this. And he taught us to so handle it properly. In this part, so we're gonna do this little he's, number. He's really trying to sell the audience on this, and they're just like, kind of like Timon and Pumbaa breaking the fourth wall, right? And, I get uh, it. I'm picking so it. So we're going to teach them their part first. Mm-hmm. No, no. 
Now, come on. I, I have to hold the pick with these. So thinking. this is about this is the, the part where, where work, you know, so bear with me. we see the birds oh, going across. Right. The <laughs> now, <laughs> I like it. I have a groovy <laughs> audience <laughs> here tonight, don't we? <laughs> Maybe you should okay. tell now, listeners fellas, at what the point they should the start the movie. I'll uh, <laughs> just start and, them at uh, the same time. Lean over this way. And put this on repeat. It's like The Wizard of Oz, but wait. And the, what is it, the wall? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dark no, the uh, Dark, side Dark Side of the Moon. Of the moon right? Yeah. My. And the boys say. This is probably about. That's right. It's Kimbo's song. Oh, yeah. And then the girls say. We haven't even gotten to the song yet. Oh, God. This is the part where Boombo farts and makes a bow. You know how the boys' rising already? And then the girls say. And then the girl would say, I want to play with my... And the boy say, ding-a-ling. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Okay. All right. So, now, okay, I'm going to sing the girls. I think we're going to need part, fellas, now, three of those lion way, beers before we real strong, oh, meet the level that the audience is at for this. Okay. Well, right. I think that we go. this I'm is the part the where you... The girl say, Realize my, what it is that you're getting into, and then you, say, and then you go ding, and get the wine, and you start drinking it, and you're like, "This is." I know I usually drink cold beer, but I feel like I should be drinking this warm with this experience. Especially a stout, right? And you've just feasted on some fish, right? But not the one that you suggested. It's the one from Knott's. But it's funny that we were on the same line. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, girls. Now. And it's like it's been sitting in your car since like (laughs) last time we went to Knott's Berry Farm, which is like three days ago. And then you microwave it. (laughs) Yeah. Then you microwave it, and some parts of it, some parts of the fish are hard, some fish are cold. (laughs) And the creamy sauce is kind of like kind of on the edge, but it's a little chunky. You're pretty sure it's fine because it's probably got a ton of like preservatives in it. But the, anyway, the parsley idea. garnish is still verdant. Oh, it's solid. It's totally <laughs> solid. And that's probably that's that's the part that you're like the parsley was the best part. It really was. <laughs> so I uh, had a family go to Disney World uh, with concierge, um, the Coop family. They had a wonderful time. They stayed in a two bedroom villa at the Beach Club. The whole Coop, family, Coop, rather than getting three different hotels. And Yes. So they had a wonderful time. We had a little like call after they came back and I just like a little post trip interview at his request, by the way. Oh, um, they said they wouldn't change the thing from now on. They've been every year for, you know, several of the last few years. They've never stayed around the beach club area, but from now on, they will not stay anywhere else. Huh. Wow. They loved it so much because of the access to Epcot. And they also said that because they got, they were there for like seven days. So they got uh, Magic Kingdom, you know, on this day, Epcot this day, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, whatever. They said that next time they do it, they would not book a Magic Kingdom day. They would Hmm. just book Epcot and the other parks because Magic Kingdom's open so much later than the rest, but they would go do what they want to do at the other parks. That makes sense. Go to Epcot, do the food booths at the festival, and then take the monorail to Magic Kingdom and the day. Because huh. they were they were doing extra magic hours for deluxe resort guests only, so they had the place to themselves till one in the morning. 
And Holy so they got all the Magic crap. Kingdom out they needed. They didn't need to start the day at Magic Kingdom. But well, yeah, Magic Kingdom clears out after everyone's just like, yeah, yeah I did the 12 attractions. Through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm satisfied. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they had a good time. They used Genie Plus on a couple of days. They said they probably next time would do Genie Plus every day, I think he said. Um, they did an individual lightning lane for uh, Rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, From what I understand, Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom is a good idea. It's a good idea for Magic Kingdom. Don't do it for Epcot. Um, and I mean, maybe for Hollywood Studios, but I mean, it, it's tough. But yeah, I would definitely not for Animal Kingdom either. But anyway, so that was what we do with concierge. And, the, you know, it's it's an all inclusive experience. I was on the phone until 1130 last night. Uh, sorting out some room issues for a client. And uh, I booked it through Disney's travel agent site for a good neighbor hotel. And that hotel had no record of said reservation. So I was on the phone until 1130. That is what I do as a concierge. And he's passionate about it. And he does a great job. And this is like someone who loves what they're doing will take care of you at concierge. Exactly. You're absolutely right. That's 856-Our-Ears. I'm Jay Hunt at concierge.com uh yep so that's that we have other shows on this network as well uh there's the ears up ears up in depth which is a new show uh ears up by the way i've been listening to the last couple episodes and eric has been on it eric from the supreme resort and he hi, does eric. a really good job he's a good hi, he's eric. a good new terrence hi david hi ryan oh by the way hi david hi ryan, ryan. we had on the supreme resort well, wait we had, hold on hold on okay go for it <laughs> we had on the Supreme Resort. We had. Oh, I've got to open this. Um, we had a contest. It was the the March Madness pre-show pandemonium, and we had a winner. The only person that accurately guessed um, the winner was the Haunted Mansion. It was RGH. Nice. Well done. Who's gonna be getting a big old smooch from Pirate Guy. Form of yes, he is because he picked it before the first round, so he gets uh, my the, what love is it? and adoration. That's right, and Audrey's love, Ryan. Um, so, and we might have to cut this out because it might also be Robert. I'm not sure. <laughs> Are you having a Steve Harvey moment where you announce the wrong he thinks winner? They're the same person? <laughs> I, yeah, in my in my brain, they're the same person, but. Um, and I can't open my Outlook to find it. So it is RGH, and congratulations. He's going to get a personalized cameo from one Mr. Gibbs, uh, who is, uh, he's got a name similar to Kevin Nealon. And you get my Kevin, Kevin McNeely? Affection. Kevin McNeely? Yeah, and Audrey's affection. And respect. Phone number 619. <laughs> um, so yeah, then contact us also. Tell us what you think. Okay, what? Tell us what you like and tell us what you want us to hear. Do we want guests with other movies? Do we want to keep going in this fashion? We still have quite a few straight-to-video sequels, but you should rate and review and comment on the show. It will help us a lot. Please. Uh, hold on straight. Do it for a little old Dan, Jimmy, and Audrey. Sequels. Bob Chapek's brainchild. <laughs> Bob Chapek is our podcast He's more daddy. the babysitter. He's more the like yeah, long-term nanny or something. certainly is babysitting the company right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> someone get a nanny cam. <laughs> 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 uh. 
Okay, so we have to decide. Mine's one and a half. <laughs> Springtime with Rue is our mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. feature. Springtime with Rue plays Hitler. Oh, what? Springtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep, keep it gay. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. There's Kim Possible a Stitch in Time. I don't think that counts. Not a sequel. Um, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, The Three Musketeers. Not a sequel. Mickey's That's Twice funny. Upon a Christmas. Mulan 2. Mulan 2. Definitely yeah. a sequel. Oh. Yeah. So we got Springtime with Rue. And then we have Mulan 2. Then Tarzan 2. Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. What? Uh, Pooh's Huffleup Halloween movie. Oh, boy. Uh, and then there's a Proud Family. I don't know what that is. Not a sequel. It's from Jambalaya Studio. What is that? Anyway. Kronk's New Groove after that. Oh, down That's for that sequel. one. Bambi 2, Leroy and Stitch, Brother Bambi Bear 2. two. When, what? The mom comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm most excited the about dad's from still 2000. still out for cigarettes, though. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm most excited about from 2007, Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. This is a time travel movie. Oh, no. And then Ariel's Beginning. <laughs> and then we get into Tinkerbell. So Tinkerbell, which oh, is okay. a sequel to I'm Peter looking Pan. at it too. We got one, yeah. two, three. Tinkerbell, oh my Tinkerbell, goodness! Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, oh, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, Count, Secret of the Wings, wings another Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. Oh, Pixie Pirate Fairy. Fairy. No, Fairy. no, it all, it's nothing but Tinkerbell of, at the yes. end. Oh After God. Cinderella three is the beginning of the end of our podcast oh. in our minds. <laughs> we could do it. Stay strong. Yep. Oh, so, but no. that's we do one a month, so that's still going to take us another year. Plus, our little tangents in the winter, and then guess well, the live action movie. live action remake. That's too. the next phase. That's right. Live action. I'll take a couple Holy of big tangents. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's very uh, uh, the the girl from Saturday Night Live. Um, oh god, she plays the drunken lady with Hoda Kotb. She's the, uh, the 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 Carnival Cruise Line spokesperson, Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy Lee Gifford. It's like yeah. the actress from Saturday Night Live playing Kathy Lee Gifford would totally say, uh, "I'll take a two, couple two, tangents with a bottle Kristen of wine." Wick? Huh? Yes. Oh, got there. <laughs> Star of mother. Um. Anyway, so that is our show. Contact us. Dan is uh, Dan at concierge stock. Wait, Dan, Dan at ears up hyphen podcast dot com. I'm Jimmy at ears up hyphen podcast. Audrey is mm-hmm. nerdry on Instagram. On Instagram, that's nerdry. N e r d r e y. Yeah, why? Because, because we, we like you. Aww, <laughs> I like you guys too. Aww. Anyway, that is our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dan and Audrey. It's always a pleasure, and we'll see you next month for what I think. Uh. I said it a minute ago. Rue's springtime fantasy. Rue, yeah. A springtime There's for Rue. There's a bear, too? There wow. is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Canadian spring. jokes. Maple oh, God. syrup. Oh, God. There's going to be so many more. Yeah, springtime hockey. with Rue. Springtime with the Rue. Oh, that's nah, good because, you know, the birth of Christ is right around the corner. Or no, that's Christmas. Well, the resurrection. The yeah, resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. All, yeah, who was also a marsupial, so it works. <laughs> Jesus Ex- was, yeah, famously. <laughs> <laughs> Deus ex kangana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Blessed are the blessed, blessed are the weak. Now get in my pouch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to search. I got to make sure that it's on <laughs> Disney Plus before we make the official announcement oh, of man. springtime with Rue. Springtime with Rue. Asher, which movie Spring. are you most looking forward to? I don't know about you losers, but ever since my older cousin showed me Boondock Saints, that's the only thing I want to watch ever again. Oh, really? Oh, that's an interesting. Surprising choice. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay, not, this just in. Breaking news. Official <laughs> announcement. Winnie the Pooh Springtime with Rue is on Disney+. Plus. Mm. We'll see you then. Yeah. Or Until then. Be kind. Be kind. And, and rewind. rewind. Whoop, nope, not that one. Ah. Not that one. Ah. Not that one. <laughs> Put back on the ding song. The ding song. Okay. Should we do it again? To, to our alma mater, and uh, this happens to be oh, a flat. I was joking. I was saying that's better than the other thing. Uh, it's a fourth grade ditty. Um, Become a win. None of the rest of you would be here either. Hey there. Welcome back to another edition of the TSR Homeroom. I'm Michaela and I'm here to give you all of the latest news from the Supreme Resort Universe. As everyone knows it's once again boys and berry festival time at Knott's Berry Farm. I don't need to tell you that, of course, since it is marked on everyone's calendar every year. The Supreme Resort will be traveling to the epicenter of the Knott's Berry Farm Boys and Berry Festival, Knott's Berry Farm with a few special guests to ride the rides, taste the movies, and voice in the berries. Here are a few actual menu items from the actual menu for Knott's Berry Farm's actual Boys and Berry Festival. Thai green curry, veggies, and spicy noodle bowl with a boysenberry drizzle. Mac and cheese bites over french fries with a boysenberry sriracha ketchup. Boysenberry barbecue beef stew over Spanish rice with a biscuit. Salmon and orzo salad with boysenberries on spinach. And over 45 other sweet and savory items that you never knew needed boysenberries. Yummy? Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell for notifications. Well, that's it for me from the Media Lab in Mr. Hansen's Social Studies class in Room 114. Until next time, stay real and cool like me. And go Mustangs!